The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, of course, the big focus during this week has been the floods that hit KZN and it's going to very much remain the case uh, probably for uh, the rest of the week, given the not just the rest of the week, but going into even a brand new week uh, next week, given the scale of devastation. Dr. Gideon Grunewald is a hydrologist and also uh, with the gift of the givers. Dr. Grunewald, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to all your listeners. Look, I've been fascinated by the work that you have been doing, studying various uh, climate changes in different parts of the country. Uh, country, And, of course, you did a lot of work when we were experiencing the droughts. I wonder what you make now of these floods that have hit KZN. Kathy, yeah, uh, you know, it's important that we know that, that life works in cycles. I always say that women are the only people on earth who really understand cycles because they, they are dependent on, on life cycles like nobody else. So everything in life has got cycles. You know, mm-hmm. the sun turns up and it goes down. And the climate does the same. And, and in, in, when you have a deep drought that we had from 20, about 12 all the way to 2018, 19, we, that, that then follows again by a big flood. So the deeper the droughts, the bigger the floods. So I expected that we're going to see this uh, extreme flooding, especially on the eastern side of the country, because of the ocean being now very, very warm. I looked at the ocean currents this morning, and you know in the Mozambique Channel, the current, the water temperature is 29 degrees centigrade. But if you look at the weather south of Durban towards Nkata, it's now 12 degrees this morning. That two weather systems is hitting uh, each other at Durban, and that's causing serious uh, unstable uh, weather conditions or, or, or streams of hot and cold air mixing, and that is causing these heavy rainfalls that we get in the Durban area. Unexpected, unpredictable, and seriously heavy at the moment. Mm. You know, when we look specifically at the areas that are continuously coming under threat, right, because we often, you know, the last time we had a conversation, we spoke about Ladysmith and what was happening in that region. Um, The previous disasters have also hit Ugu quite badly. I mean, are you seeing patterns in terms of the areas that are consistently facing or bearing the brunt of, of this weather? Kathy, yes, I, I can see that, and I, I, I ascribe this to uh, the fact that, and I, I, I might be sounding a very negative person, but I, I ascribe this to the fact that we do not listen to our grandparents anymore. We are looking at the screens of cell phones to, uh, to tell us what, what we must do, and, and we are losing institutional memory by losing languages. The, the Isizulu language has got so many words in it and place names in it that was lost during the colonial times and now coming back into the system. I'm so happy about that. But we must listen to the, the, the meaning of these names. And, and when a name means there's a flood in this area, remember that, that, that even the name Itukela means I come up from the ground very quickly, which means the river is dangerous. 
And sure. that is the reason why people mustn't build close to these rivers. Their names warn them. So people must not build in the floodplains or where the, where the 200 year flood line is. And, and that is my plea to people. Do not, do not build in these areas because historically, if you look at the villages in KwaZulu Natal and in Ponduland, not any, a single village is built close to the rivers. They're all on the hillsides and people have to walk down for water. And we always wondered why that is and now I know why. It's so important what you're saying that sometimes we carry the history of a place where we live or where our grandparents have lived, but it's about paying attention to the detail. Why is it that you think we have lost that knowledge or that we simply haven't paid the kind of attention that we've needed to it? Yeah, and it all sits in the names, Kathy. You know, a name is so important, and, and, and especially in the Isuzulu language. I love the language because it gives me so much information. Mm. Where can I find water even? You know, there are trees with the name uh, of, of Amanzi Mangini. The trees, trees name tells me where I grow this water. So, so it's important that we, we remember these old names. So, so now when it comes to collecting information that's going to help people today, Dr. Kronewald, where do we even begin? I mean, an area like Ladysmith, right? You have infrastructure, you have a whole town um, that has come up and often that town is submerged in water during cases and instances of, of flooding and that doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. Yeah, it's important that we know that climate change at the moment, global climate change is a reality. It is changing. I personally believe it's a geological change. It's a very long-term change over thousands of years, but we live in the change. So it means that in our lifetime, we're going to see this very quick change because in geology, we find these cycles, but the change from one to the other is fast. So once you end the change, it's, you know, once the change is over, you have a few thousand years that it looks very stable, but then when it starts changing, it goes very quickly. And that is, we are unfortunately in our generation now living in a change. And, and it means we must adapt to this change and people along the coastlines must and, and in the yields of KwaZulu Natal will have to understand that the cyclones, and they are very serious and very good studies done by KwaZulu Natal, Prof. Green, and these teams, who, you know, geologically they found that we are in four more cyclones in the next 10 to 20 years. And, and this is the first one, and they are coming. You know, there's even indications on my maps that the instability in the air is going to last until next Friday. And, and, and people must please be careful. If the rain comes, go to higher ground. And if there's uh, low water bridges, do not cross them. Don't try and cross the river. Don't try and get away where you know if you run to the left, you're going to higher ground. If you go to the right, you're going into the river. Please don't cross the rivers, even with cars. Don't try. It's mm. just too dangerous. You're talking about more cyclones, more inclement weather for a region like KZN. What do they need to be doing? I mean, because, uh, again, people often will look at the amount of investment that has been put into an area. And I'm talking now more specifically for the bigger towns that are that are affected. But even individuals, families, you know, part of the reason why people 
don't want to relocate or don't want to evacuate is because, you know, they can't leave behind their, their life's earnings effectively, the things they have worked for um, so hard over decades and, and almost have to give that up. Yeah, unfortunately, Kathy, uh, you know, life works in 40-year cycles when it comes to generations. It works in 220-year cycles when we look at the, at the short-term climate changes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking rainfall changes, big droughts and big floods. And, and it's the, the, the 200-year cycle that is so dangerous now because it is outside the life cycle of our, we as human beings. Unless you have information about your grandparents or even before them, mm-hmm. reading books about the past. Now, unfortunately, uh, in all of South Africa, we disregarded that information over years now. Mm-hmm. And, and these villages, towns, industrial sites have been built uh, in in the floodplains of rivers because that is close to the water, its its uh, infrastructure is easy, whatever the reason was. But people didn't look at the geology, and it's too late to change that. So my suggestion is people have to plan, unfortunately, for the disaster. They will have to plan that it's going to flood, and all you will have to, uh, all you can do now is, if the flooding water comes, do not try and save your stuff. Save yourself. Does it mean, Dr. Gideon, that going into the future and these changes and natural disasters, that when it comes to rivers, they're going to follow some of the historical um, lines in as far as the way in which they're going to be filling up? Yeah, I, I, I believe as, as a paleontologist, if I look at the rock history, then we are going to see cat- catastrophic information, you know, Paleontologists work with the disasters, but we only see the end of the disaster in paleontology. And mm. if we if it weren't for disasters, there won't be paleontologists on Earth because there would be nothing remaining to see. So we see only the end of the disaster. A very good example, for instance, is in the Ukraine at the moment. We're not going to see the wall. We're going to see the burnt-out buildings. That's the end of the disaster. Mm. So, so the same happens with these floods. We only see the end of the flood. We see the, the tanker drifting in the, in the, in the, you know, in the waves. <laughs> so, so that is the way that paleontologists think. That's how I think. And when you look at Prof, Prof Green's work in, in, in KwaZulu-Natal, that is exactly what they also do. They record and they see only the end. They don't know exactly what happened with the disasters, but they can see there was one. And now... Uh, what people will have to realize is we now know what happens during the disaster is please do not try and run away from the river uh, or, or through the river, run away from the river. And, and that's the only way you're going to get saved. Unfortunately, over time, we have built our infrastructure next to the rivers. The other thing is sea level is rising because of global warming that is lasting thousands of years. This is not a human thing. Mm-hmm. And, and as the sea level rises, these rivers can't get into the sea anymore. What I do want to warn the people about is these cycles are short-lived. So this disaster is a short-lived disaster. It was now. It will probably only repeat itself in the next 55 or 110 years. So that is why people die before 
it happens again. So we do mm. not believe our grandparents that the rivers can be this deep. Mm. Mm. And and given the time frame then between these cycles, I suppose it's enough for a, 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 a generation and maybe two generations of people to live and, and not remember and continue to repeat some of um, the mistakes, if, if I can put it that way. Absolutely. And, and also, you know, what is reality for life? is that you can actually survive as human beings by rebuilding mm. and your generation can pass with lots of profit and then the flood come and then people will have to rebuild, unfortunately. And I lived through the reality that some of these things, you know, I lived through the Port Elizabeth flood in, in, in 1969 and, and that place has been rebuilt and people are making money, but there is a flood coming. I looked at, uh, you know, some, some serious cold fronts coming towards Cape Town next week, Friday. And that, that can reach Port Elizabeth. You know, we are in the flood cycles now mm-hmm. and people must expect Happy Valley in Port Elizabeth to be flooded probably in the next year or two. Let me go to Mike in Durban, uh, Dr. Grunewald. He's got a specific question for you. Mike, good morning. Kathy, Hi, oh, Mike. I'm so excited. This man thinks and dreams exactly the same as I do. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor. I'm an old 1940 model fisherman. I make a note of the weather 24-7. You're absolutely spot on the the currents off the coast. There's one thing that you haven't mentioned. is the upwellings that we have of cold water uh, during the winter months. Absolutely, Uh, yes, yes. Yes, the upwellings of cold water in the winter months. It pushes in from out of sea, pushes into the coast, and then you get an inshore littoral current that runs from south to north. That is the current that is gouging all the sand out, right, and destroying the beaches. Now, the, 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 Agalus, the Agalus current this year, I watch the southeastly wind. Have you noticed how many southeastly winds we've had this year? And then, you know, the southeasterlies, yeah, to, to, yeah. To, 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 to just shorten your, 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 what, what you observe is there are very hot winds coming in from Madagascar at 29 degrees, and there are icy, icy cold southeasterlies coming in from Antarctica. And that is the, the instability of those uh, air uh, bodies is causing the, the, the uplift of, of, of moist air and this heavy, heavy rainfall localized along the coastline. And one must remember the wind coming in from the sea is also lifted what is known as orographic lift. So just because it hits the land, it suddenly is lifted up. And that is causing the heavy rain along the coastline with not so much away from the coastline. And that is the problem in the Eastern Cape at the moment where Port Elizabeth dams are empty, but the coastline is washed away. So, so one must also take into account that these systems are uh, coastal bound systems. And you're absolutely right in terms of the, of the water, the heat of the water. Once the wind blows the hot water over, the cold water washes up and comes in. You're absolutely right there. All right. My Mike. heart bleeds for them. Mm, They've mm. had the worst weather, I think, on record, Madagascar. And, of course, East Africa as well. That part of East Africa. Mm. But, uh, Doctor, this, all these 
all these washaways we're having here are man-made. We need a war room with with deep, knowledgeable people in that war room. We don't want politicians in there. They must be in the courtroom, not in the war room. Let us have a look. Look, Bobby Peake and, uh, and the guys from Wentworth, I'm ideal with these guys. And I'm very aware of this weather. All right. All right, Mike, let's leave it there. Mike out in, in Durban. And I think there's been a lot said, Dr. Grunewald, about what it is that we can be doing to better take care of the of our environment. And there's the broader question of, you know, climate change and the extent to which we can begin to prepare for more events of this nature due to a, 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 a globe that's warming up. Yeah, I, I've got I've got four points here, Kathy, written mm. down quickly on what to do at the moment. I, now, number one, we have built in the low-lying areas below 200-year flood lines. Please do not plan in future to build in these areas. So over time, we can move the generations away from these systems again. We, we have historic information where the villages are out of these zones. Number two, do not build on steep slopes. It is It, you know, it looks very nice, but do not you do that. It's stupid, especially if it's on sand dune lands or in the clay or the shale areas of the echo in Durban, it's very, very dangerous. It's, it's known to be slumping. So, so uh, you know, just stay clear and find places where that is not the case. I mean, uh, might make parks where these geologies occur and mm-hmm. then when the rain comes, move to higher ground and do not cross flooding rivers or bridges. And the other important thing from a get to givers point of view, Kathy, you know, there's a lot of water now but not a drop to drink. That's and the that problem. is very important. But people must realize that we now, more than ever, need people to contribute towards getting drinking water to every human being that needs a five-liter bottle of water. Please, people, if you listen to us, please contribute so that we can get drinking water, simple drinking water, to every single person who can actually now drink some of this water out of desperation in the rivers. And the sewage pipe has been broken the sewage works have been flooded. The water in the rivers and standing in the pools are now seriously polluted. Please help them not to drink that water. Mm, all right. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, uh, Dr. Gideon Grunewald. Uh, they're speaking to us about just the latest in as far as the climate is concerned and really fascinating. I wonder, you know, if, if you're from KZN, if you're in KZN, what do you make of what he's saying about what the history that is contained in the language that in and of itself is there to provide information to people that people should be actively listening to and using when deciding where to live or even where to build because he says the warnings are there in the language the names that are given to a certain area to certain rivers tell you all you need to know about that area but the problem is we have not been listening i think that is absolutely fascinating in fact it deserves a conversation of its own uh, in a moment we'll find out just the work about the work that is being done by Uh, some of the organizations that are providing relief. Before we do that, let me quickly take uh, Chris in Durban. 